Hello and welcome to another episode of the Two Bros Podcast. We are Two Bros. This is the Two Bros Podcast. Welcome, welcome. And it's week six already. That's about half my time here has gone. Imagine that. Time really is flying this time. And I reckon on this run, when you're off to uh, West Africa from Asia, time does fly because it's uh, you kick into kind of a rhythm and then... Uh, yeah, things just kind of happen at their own little pace. You're not in a hurry because you're not running out of time. You have, uh, if it's, you have a lot of spare time. You have convenience, and you can do things at your own leisurely pace. And that's basically what we did this week. Not a lot of planned maintenance. Uh, we really got after uh, cleaning and painting the engine room, and basically now it looks like uh, it's it looks it looks brand new to be honest. And uh, this was a requirement because after dry dock, it was just it was mess everywhere. It was, uh, yeah, not just garbage, not just dust. It was just uh, stains had to be taken off and there's markings on the floor. Things were dragged across the floor. There was, uh, there was a big mess. So basically, the entire engine room had to be repainted. And uh, yeah, we had to prioritize what areas were more visible <laughs> first because in case you had uh, visitors on board. It's funny we haven't had a port set inspection in a while, and touch wood for that because, yeah, because of uh, COVID, I would say that's one. And second thing is the ship is registered in Hong Kong, so they tend to not mess with ships registered from Hong Kong slash China. I don't want to get into all that, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's it's been my experience that they do. They tend to keep their distance, so it works out. But. Uh, yeah, we still have that issue with number three uh, generator. With uh, it's it's not maintaining the RPM, and as soon as you put more load on, it starts to hunt. Uh, spoke to a friend who has some experience in this matter, and they said if the governor has been overhauled, then it needs to be readjusted. But adjusted to what? So then we restarted the company, and then they uh, reached out to the manufacturer, and then the manufacturer reached out to us, and uh, some instructions were given to us, and then we. Uh, made some modifications. Still haven't tried it yet because the load was uh, too high. And uh, yeah, we started off at 67 RPM, which is about 17 and 17 and a half knots. And slowly, last night we came down to 40 RPM, 40. And now we're doing like nine knots because the weather is picked up. Speaking of the, I'll come to the weather in a bit. But the weather is picked up, and uh, it's quite rough. And the, the vessel was pounding all night. Wait, what? Okay. Uh, slamming, I should say. There's another term for it. And uh, yeah, so they had to reduce RPM for that. And uh, we, prior to that, we had a couple of days of really, really amazing weather. We had, we had a, uh, like an area of high pressure. And it was with high pressure, you have uh, zero clouds, barely any wind, smooth oceans, and clear nights, and fantastic sunsets and sunrises. And the late night sky. I mean, it was moon. It was moonless, so it was it was fantastic. And it's been a while since uh, I've seen the. You could see the, the the arm of the Milky Way just stretching across uh, the entire horizon. The so we are way down in the southern hemisphere right now. So uh, the Southern Cross was quite high up in the sky, like 60 degree elevation. It was quite high up. It was fantastic to look at. It was great, and it took me back to my celestial navigation class back in college. It was. Uh, I wish I remembered some of that stuff. It, it was really fascinating. I love doing those calculations to basically calculate where you are from bearings and a uh, couple of bearings and stuff. Yeah, it's fantastic stuff. 
But yeah, anyway, I try to take some pictures, record some videos, and I put up uh, something on my Instagram. It was fantastic. Coming down to the work done this week, barring the generator issue, not much was done. And the plant maintenance is basically done for the month, so we're taking it easy. At the moment, we are supposed to pick up some armed guards off uh, the coast of Port Elizabeth. I don't know how they're going to manage it because the weather is crazy outside. It's just, uh, it just picks up. That's kind of been my experience with the South African coast always because it's got no protection from the South Pole. It's just constantly bombarded with uh, cold, chilly winds and the temperature dropped by a lot last night. I mean, seawater temperature was 24. Now it's about 19. I can only imagine what the air temperature is like. I haven't been outside and I don't plan to because boy oh boy it's crazy. Every now and then you get these uh, sporadic showers and they just rattle across your window and uh, since the accommodation is all metal you can hear the little um, uh, drops hitting the uh, accommodation from the outside. It's quite, uh, it's quite rhythmic and it's uh, melodious if you have that kind of an inclination. Yeah, anyway, that's about it. Uh, a little uh, update on uh, a follow-up on last week's episode. After I went into isolation, three more guys fell sick, uh, one after the other, and they all went into isolation, and one of them was our cook. Uh, so yeah, the st- second cook or the steward had to take over everything, and uh, we had to send guys from the engine room or the deck to he- help him out in the kitchen. Happy to report that uh, everyone has now recovered, whatever that was. I, I, obviously there's no way of confirming if it was COVID or not and I don't I, kind of, something tells me it wasn't COVID because my brother got COVID in January and we ran uh, we ran the TCS 10k in Bangalore in in May and he could still feel it he could still feel his lungs were were short and he could feel like his heart was working over time but now after recovering I feel like I'm back to normal I'm I'm not holding back at work. My heart rate is down. My uh, I had shortness of breath for a couple of days. That's gone. I don't know what it was. It's one of those weird uh, Southeast Asian flus that just kicked up in the monsoons and the showers and then goes away, I guess. I don't know. But one thing's for sure, it was contagious because the way it spread on the ship. It definitely was contagious and so the symptoms are different. Another thing I was I was thinking is that I just got my booster in, in June. Maybe that's why my symptoms were so mild. Others had uh, high fever, body ache. They had the whole cough, flu and fever trifecta. Uh, but I was okay. And eventually everybody did recover from basic uh, medication and uh, some home remedies. So yeah, I wonder what that was. Uh, don't know if we will all get tested again when we reach Ghana. I don't know if if, uh, this has been reported or not, but it remains to be seen. I'll keep you posted on that. That's obviously for next week because we are going to be in Ghana on the 1st of August. And uh, then we're going to spend half a month in West Africa, where a monkeypox outbreak has been uh, announced. So that's good. Yeah, I I, I don't think we're ever going to have show leave again. Yeah, I think it's gone. I think it's it's a concept... Uh, it's it's a myth now. It's it's <laughs> hasn't happened in years. But yeah, anyway. So yes, uh, let's go to listener questions for this week. Since not much really happened, you just kept it easy, nice and easy. Let's go to listener questions. I, I was asked a question by my two former cadets, uh, Miguel and Gotham. Shout out to those lads. I hope you're all right wherever you are, and I hope you listen to this. 
they asked me about they had they both had similar questions they asked me about the viability of uh, uh, sailing as a career option and why would one stick around if uh, you can make the kind of money on land and you're absolutely right it's gone on the days when this used to have an advantage over jobs on land where uh, at least you had the uh, uh, the money working for you while salaries have not changed in the last 22 years in the entire industry uh, exchange rates have kind of gone up but then that's again it's matching up with inflation so quality of life so to speak has not uh, changed that much it's kind of what it used to be for a sailor back in the 90s or the early 2000s it's not changed that much uh what i would say is what it it depends on your personality i mean some people i've i've known who who can't uh, deal with it they they are um they're very social they like to be around people they like to be connected they like to party and have fun they like to be the center of attention none of that happens here i mean i used to be social to an extent but then again time at sea has changed me and uh, my brother and i keep talking about this that how i used to be more social when we were growing up and bro was the introvert but now we switch roles and uh, yeah i mean it's if you it's it's again it's it's a personality thing i mean for some people it works really well like for me it was it was quite a good fit because i i can live without it and the other thing is i i'm a bit of a restless personality i can't sit behind a desk all day i i just get restless i like to be on my feet i like to work with my hands uh, i like to move around it's an interesting job it it's it's not easy it's physically demanding and it's it's mentally exhausting at the same time and you're you you get the sense like you kind of cut off and nobody else is around to help you out i mean you only have each other to figure out this problem and then obviously something major happens and you got to have to um, you know mail the office which you can't figure out and get advice from them but more often than not it's it's just up to you to figure it out So yeah it's it's kind of there's a lot at stake to be honest and you everyone kind of needs to hold out their own uh, their own end otherwise it kind of uh, you know the system crumbles a bit if you have slackers in the line so that worked out well for me that uh, yeah the the personality but the staying on your feet bit and the whole the restless thing in addition i've always been fascinated with how things work uh, and that was my motivation to join the engine side not the deck side spent some time on the deck side uh, it was it was fairly easy fairly basic i scored well in the deck subjects when i was in college uh, in the engine side yes you get to use your brains a lot and it's nothing ever happens by the book because uh yeah running conditions and sim- uh, simulations are just way off it's it's just something else and you know what you do you figure out what's going on and then you kind of come up with a plan and then you try to you you get a theory and then you uh, figure it out and uh, it's funny i just got this thought i was reading this book on sociology last night introduction to sociology and it said every concept first begins in a theological sense where you think that god um, did this or invented this or created this or whatever then you move on to the metaphysical where you have abstract concepts where you predict or you have a concept and whatever and then you think that this is this is what might have happened without any relevant proof or something and then you reach the knowledge stage where you have uh scientific backing and uh, results that can be replicated and then that's basically how every uh concept every fundamental concept uh, sort of flows through a civilization and that's kind of where it where you where you end up with with machines you know and uh, this reminds me of another funny anecdote I'll come to that uh but yeah you first you have no idea what's going on and then you're like why is this happening to me <laughs> you blame god for all of this 
slowly then you develop some abstract concepts and think this might be this might be the case or this might have uh, happened on my last ship or something similar happened or whatever then you come up with theories and then you have a scientific concrete proof where you once you've taken an action then you figure it out and then it works and then you're like okay that's what happened and then you commit it to memory and you stay there going back to the theological uh, sense a bit I, i was whistling in the control room during coffee break and one of the crew members said uh, second if you had done that on the with the with the previous chief he would have told you to stop and i'm like why and he said uh, he said uh, anybody who whistles he told them to stop because if you whistle on a ship you can have uh, engine problems and i was like what and then i i, I got behind this i i started googling i, I googled what is the genesis of this uh, of this issue of this myth it turns out this this actually is a thing that uh, if you whistled on the deck of an old ship like a wooden ship or a whatever back in the 17 1800s you could whistle up a storm air quotes and since then it's uh, transformed to you can whistle up engine trouble i guess so yeah it's it's weird that these this thing still uh, it's still carrying on the sailor myths and traditions yeah why not fascinating anyway coming back to my point i've digressed quite a bit uh okay financial angle was the main thing they asked uh, yes you get off to a very good start in this career uh you're off to the flies i remember when i joined uh, my first ship i had uh like 1200 bucks that's 20 dollars and i hit the airport and i bought earphones for myself for 600 bucks this was uh, way back in 2012 and i i only had 600 rupees in my account that's like 10 dollars back then and uh, yeah and the I was I was like I got to make this work there's no way around it and I was it was a bit of a struggle but then I finally got going but yeah money you get off to a good start uh, and I was what all of 22 23 years old and then um, uh, suddenly hit with that amount of money and you don't know what to do with it and compare that with some of the other professions where you have to start at the bottom and then you can't have to struggle your way, you know way up and it's a, it's a it's a big it's a big uh, climb to be honest to get there on the contrary once you reach your uh, salary kind of stagnates at sea yeah my my increments now i only get a seniority allowance which goes up uh, by like 50 dollars a month per year yeah so that's that's barely anything my salary has kind of been stagnant and uh, while others around me have obviously climbed the ladder and they've uh, let's say been at par now but yeah again you get off to a good start so that's uh, why a lot of people use sailing as like a stepping stone like you earn you work for 5 years you hustle you earn a quick buck and then you leave and do what you really wanted to do uh, to do in life or you switch somewhere else that's also where you always have such a big dearth of officers i mean especially when people get married or uh, they want to try something else they leave sailing and then you always have a shortage of officers on the higher ranks uh, that's always the case but yeah you get off to a good start i would say that uh, in addition to a point which i just mentioned you kind of have job security because there's always a shortage of officers you can uh, apply anywhere uh, to any a lot of companies you obviously got to be careful you can apply and get a job uh, anywhere as long as you haven't uh, i don't know if your documents are in order and you haven't been like jailed for breaking the law and stuff you could you can just apply and uh, pick it up Uh, I have not even put my resume up on any of these websites and somehow they still have my number and I get calls from other companies and they're already offering me uh, positions in their company immediately so that's not going to be a problem you you have uh, job security that is again once off you know after you've uh, established yourself you've sailed a couple of contracts 
fresh off the board uh, cadets who are become who have become fourth engineers might find it a bit difficult if your own company doesn't take you back which has been the case it might be a struggle to get your first ship you might end up on a uh, you know some random company which has some bad conditions and what not but once you do establish yourself once you have credentials then you can apply to a bigger bigger company and stabilize yourself i guess so yeah barring that i would say a hidden uh, benefit which worked in my favor something people never talk about and something never they never told me about is the distance you get from civilization and all the noise the i have an isolated sailing internet had just come on board and it was it was terrible it was but again it was something but it was still terrible it was quite bad we used to have a quota of 33 mb per day per person and uh, all you could do is basically i don't think we had whatsapp what we we had facebook messenger i think that's what we were using back then yeah so a couple hours of that and then that's it your your, your quota is up and then you got to wait another day till uh, the internet starts and then they would switch off the internet at 10 in the night so and if you're in a different corner of the world and uh, people back home have just woken up you you can't talk to them you just got to leave a message and um, see what they reply the next morning at 8 o'clock so we've come from that we've transitioned from that to the point where net is always available there's no limit as of now but again people tend to abuse that they download movies from telegram uh using vpn and stuff and then that is ruins the speed and people can't uh access it that much i was on a on a different fleet it was a ship registered in denmark they had much better internet i would say compared to this ship yeah there's clearly something going on there preference maybe but yeah where was i come where was i to yeah anyway perspective yes of course so that once you're away from all that it gives you some time to introspect and you have you sit with your thoughts and you simplify your existence to be honest and you learn to live with uh what you have you realize well, what people are uh you know who who checks up on you who are your real friends who who only remember you when you're back home and who want to who wants to hang out only when you're back home and they don't want to respond or care when you're sailing you know it's it's like that and it's it simplifies existence a bit you just like you just down to the bare bones you get up you work you work hard you eat and you come back and then you just you just by yourself and that has given me such a very it's a valuable perspective in life and then when i come home and i listen to people talk about their problems and their issues and their fussing about certain things and i i kind of pity them that you've 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 just missed the point of existence this is fretting over nothing you know this doesn't concern you at all you if you simplify your existence if you really really dumb it down and then uh, continue to exist it's a very simple easy happy existence and you can have that if you choose to or you can fret about the fact that the internet is terrible and uh, be miserable because you can't talk to your loved ones that's entirely up to you i guess uh perspective aside there used to be an angle of travel involved adventure involved with this uh, profession i would say that's kind of gone a with covid uh, shore leaves have completely disappeared more or less they are coming back a friend of mine did in fact go to the uh, hollywood boulevard so jealous uh but yeah i mean barely i've i've been sailing for what 10 12 years now and barely have had any shore leaves and then if you've been on a route like i have like africa and china you can't go anywhere and then that's number one point number two is 
the amount of time you have in ports has reduced drastically. You know, we're not in there, you know, not in ports for days now, you're there for hours. Now it's going through the schedule uh, uh, which we've planned. I remember looking up and we're going to be in Shanghai late at night at like midnight and then by eight in the morning you're out again. So that's eight hours in Shanghai. Yes, okay, then you can say, yes, I've been to Shanghai, but what have you seen? Nothing. The travel element is, it's its kind of limited now, I would say. It's not what it used to be and it's not what people imagine it to be. Uh, yeah, that's thats uh, thats gone. And the adventure, I would say, ships have become more and more safe, uh, predictable even. Uh, and if you've been sailing in the same rank for quite some time, it also becomes monotonous. You're doing the same thing on repeat every single time maintenance plan maintenance comes due every month every three months every six months and it's the same it's the same it's the same uh, you can have minor changes if you have a different ship which has a different manufacturer of that same equipment but the operating principles kind of remain the same as an engineer I would say it's probably worse on the tech side because you have the same uh, patterns of traffic <clears throat> sorry same patterns of traffic uh, uh, year round in different oceans and you know where you're going to get traffic and you know where you're not going to get anything it's kind of predictable and that's what I felt on my time on deck fairly predictable and boring so that element is also gone uh, so yeah what does work in your favor teamwork it gives you a sense of teamwork uh, you simplify existence you have a lot of time to yourself you can build your personality even once you're done with work you can do whatever you like you can spend hours playing the playstation or you could read a book or you could learn a skill like i'm learning how to play the harmonica these days i've picked up an ebook i read it and then i'm practicing uh, on my harmonica uh there's a guitar here you can do anything with it if, if the captain lets you have it <laughs> um there's a swimming pool and there's a table tennis uh, court there's a gym you can work on your fitness you can do anything to be honest you could even record a podcast like what i'm doing yeah so again that that again it really boils down to the individual so to speak you know but then there can be reasons where somebody would be unhappy even on a land job and then they would somehow find it uh more appealing when you're at sea when you're away from all the noise it might work for some people i guess uh barring that pros and cons viability why else would one be here I would say life at sea has changed a bit. Uh, I think life has changed everywhere. And then I remember I was talking to a friend about how badly the company is cutting costs in terms of uh, expenses and priorities have shifted. And while they say we are, uh, you know, we want to keep our employees happy, you can easily see on the grassroots level that the the preference is elsewhere, the focus is elsewhere. And that's the case everywhere, I would say. I think after the 2000, 2008 recession, everybody has kind of uh, gone in that direction where they're just cutting corners and they're cutting the workforce and they're overburdening the people in employment. And uh, I, I, I would say that has translated to uh, life at sea as well. Right? The crew here is it's quite less. The support in itself is quite less. They've removed certain very valuable key ranks that have been removed all in the name of uh, saving money. The equipments they've installed have uh, been uh, utilized for uh, saving money and saving fuel. For instance, they've installed variable frequency drives on all the big motors now. And uh, while some of them were not designed to handle variable frequency, we did have a problem with mechanical seals leaking on uh, the seawater pumps because they were not designed to run on variable speed. And they were running close to, uh, it felt like they were running close to their resonance frequency. And uh, we had a lot of vibrations. The seals ruptured on uh, two of them, and he even had the uh, 
graphite bushing uh, completely crack on uh, one of them and then we realized what was going on so if we increase the frequency luckily we have that option so now we're running it at uh, 80% and that's the minimum set point if it goes below that it starts uh, getting those vibrations which are which are detrimental to the health of the machine but yeah that's my point they've been installed to save money and the save cost even if you save 20% power on one motor per day over a period of 365 days 10 years it's it's a big uh, saving so the focus has shifted i would say and now it's it's required if you can save it then why not you know it's it's need of the need of the hour unless we reach some kind of a sustainable uh source where we can we have enough of it it's able to produce the kind of power we want and it's readily available then again i guess then we can go back to wasting energy i would say but for now while we're still burning fuel i guess it makes sense uh would i recommend this career to someone else uh again it can be a good fit it can be a total disaster i've seen people who have come here with a lot of uh, flair and a lot of attitude a lot of i don't give a damn and i'm not going to listen to anybody i am what i am that doesn't work it doesn't work for you it doesn't work for the crew it just doesn't work for anyone kind of have got to have a bit of humility in your spirit kind of have to work with a team kind of have to take the punches every now and then uh yeah you you just team and that's that's uh, all there is to it if you're willing to shed that if you're willing to let it go if you're willing to simplify existence and live a simple life it can be done and it can be a good fit and i i feel like i've been changed by sailing for the better i would say it's made me a more humble it's a better person people who knew me in my childhood would say i had a lot of attitude when i was younger uh, i d- i won't say that's the case anymore yeah but uh, yeah again it varies from case to case i would say but one thing i would recommend is people should in fact spend time at sea at least even if it's like a trainee six months cadet ship or whatever just to get an out- outlook on what life can be and how we choose to live so that that could be a valuable lesson i would say anyway those are my two cents uh, this episode's already 26 minutes long i wonder if i'll be able to upload it uh, time will tell but yeah thanks for the question gautam and miguel i hope i've answered your question and uh, if there's something else you need me to touch upon something else you need my opinion on or my views on or any other questions that anybody else might have hit me up we still have that website the two bros podcast.wordpress.com still no instagram working on it i think once i change the name i'm going to think about it and uh, yeah so this is week 6 i will hit you up again with week number 7 when we leave port elizabeth with our armed guards and we head over to ghana that should be interesting lot of uh, crew change planned 20 people here and seven of them are leaving and uh, it's going to be a brand new ship it's going to be a brand new crew and then We're gonna slow it down a bit for life around the west coast of Africa, where things take their own time, and then we're gonna sit at anchor for a while. I wonder if we'll be able to get some fish. Uh, we were gonna drop anchor outside Nigeria, and that's the last time where we tried fishing, and I caught like 13 fish in an hour. And I, by caught, I meant I caught and released them. It was just for sport, just to see if I could do something. And again, we were bored, and there was nothing else to do, and we were at anchor for five weeks there. So yeah, should be interesting, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Time will tell. All right, I will see you on the flippity flip. Bye.